Oh, what's up? It's Trev here coming to you. The bonus episode from Spread Love Free Market. I'm about to head to New York. I'm actually doing some packing now. Um, I'll remember this. All right. Free your arms. Power tea. So I'm doing some packing, uh, getting ready to leave very early in the morning. Back to New York City, which I can't wait to get there. It's been over a year, my longest uh, time away from New York ever, ever. Three months, sorry, three weeks was the previous high for one trip to Madrid. Other than that, I haven't been away from New York for more than 10 days, believe it or not. So uh, this past year has been my first uh, time living outside of New York. Uh, so I'm excited to get back. And of course, uh, the purpose of this trip is to activate our neighbors uh, to support us for the Book of Free Things. The Book of Free Things. Remember that. Support us. How do you do that? There we go. The Book of the Book of Free Things. Uh, we are looking to activate free lunches and free groceries for our neighbors here in Florida, also in Brooklyn. Uh, we hope to activate a grocery and hot meals right at McCarran Park. So head on over to the link in our show notes. As little as $5 is what it takes to support us, a recurring member. We also have sponsorships for you small businesses. Uh, we send out hundreds of uh, emails and new newsletters and flyers, flyers and books every month. So uh, head on over to our Open Collective dot com forward slash s l sorry s p f m spread love free sorry s l f m i don't think i ever said the initials out loud but that's it um but or you could just head over to spread love free market.com or just check out the show notes so um as i said it's a bonus episode i'm packing to head out to the big city, you notice all my clothes, people that know me, I have black and gray. That's it. All I wear, black and gray. And just for the record, just so you know, none of these, um, these are all, everything I wear is purchased before the pandemic, way before, like years before. I purchase stuff that lasts. I keep my carbon footprint to a minimum. And um, yeah, but it's all black or gray. I have an occasional... A uh, splash of color. Maybe I wear a, a hat or something. Anyway, that's going off on a tangent. So we have a bonus clip from our interview with Vanessa Albury. Uh, this one deals with spirituality and uh, God and the connection to religion. I've been on my spiritual journey. So after the episode, we got into a bit of a conversation as Vanessa and I often do. So here it is, bonus clips from our last episode interview with environmental artist and activist Vanessa Alberry. And I'll see you on the other side. So, so in my eco awakening, my spiritual awakening was simultaneous. And, um, you know, it's, it's an, it's an amazing magical experience that had a lot of challenges, um, but through that, I've reclaimed 
you know, I went through a period where I didn't use the the term God because for me that was embedded in the the very religious and and um controversial background that I have from my family. My father's a Jehovah's Witness and elder in this congregation. My mother's Catholic. They got divorced over religion, like mm. and they fought just ugly fighting. Um, and I was the battleground and the prize to be won, you know, it was mm. just this bit, the whole God thing, but it was just really, really hard for me, but I always had a connection to this energy that what is what God is. But I, I, for many years would just yeah, turn my back on it because it was too painful, the, you know, the things around it. So I took that time also during the pandemic and maybe like the year or two after to, um, to reclaim that, that word, God, mm. um, because I do feel a connection to, to God, to, and, and some people call that source energy. Some, you know, some people get a little more esoteric about it, but I really feel that there's a personality, a character that is, that is there. Um, there's, you know, it's almost like another person, but you know, many people somehow like a greater, mm. Mm. um, so I think, you know, healing that wound and reclaiming um, God back from Christianity, um, mm. uh, which is, you know, my my God wound is from Christianity. But, you know, mm. any any major religious community can can generate that that kind of wounding. You know, I was um, definitely not um, my lifestyle is definitely not accepted by my family. Mm. You know, I. I'm not um, invited to my dad's house anymore, for example, because of, because he's afraid of the spiritual connection I have and that, uh, you know, I, something might happen to him. Uh, you know, my connection is from unconditional love. So I don't know what bad could come from that, but you know, it's not, I'm not, I'm not here to judge his choices, but how about you? What's happened with your God? relationship well, yeah that's when you said that it was it really stood out to me because i'm also going on a spiritual journey since i've moved down here and i think that's part of what i was trying to say when i when you asked mm -hmm. me how is it down here um mm -hmm. my family so since we've been meeting at mccarran since the pandemic actually um my family um about 10 of all all women uh been meeting on zoom every morning at 6 a.m to go through the bible and they've they're still doing it. So they now do it five, uh -huh. five days a week. And I've always been curious because I would be in New York and I'd say, I'd be talking to my sister and I'd say, you guys are still meeting? She said, yes, we're still meeting. Oh, I would love to join one day, but I never got around to it until two or three weeks ago when I started to make this connection between nature and the blueprint of nature. Mm -hmm. And I asked them, do you guys mind if I sit in on one of your meetings? And mm -hmm. I did. Um, and in recent weeks and even in recent days, and it happened actually, f I guess a couple of days ago when this actual question came up and I was speaking in the group and I was going to say God, but I was, I have this kind of what you're talking about, this wound, I guess. Yeah. And I said, and I said to them, listen, for to communicate with you, I understand that you guys use this word. And I went through this long explanation about why I'm not going <laughs> to use God and going to use the spiritual one or Allah or Yahweh or whatever. <laughs> and then one of my relatives said, um, no, I use the word. I was, she said to me that she felt the same way. 
she didn't use it because she didn't want to offend people. She felt like she was offending people, but that she now says that God does not shy away from embracing her. Why does she shy away from embracing them? Oh, mm. pronouns, whatever, you know. And I was like, wow. I've kind of felt like I was headed in that direction because I'm coming closer and closer to being comfortable with that word. And um, I too feel like um, there is, a, I've always felt that there was a higher power, but now reading the scriptures with them every morning, I see there's so many things that are like, wow, forget the religious aspect of it, the historical and the compass and just like, the wisdom, it's wisdom, the book is a, is a book of wisdom and experiences. Mm -hmm. And um, I haven't quite made that final leap. We had another discussion about faith and that the movie, I've, I sent you a documentary. Yeah, uh, uh, I haven't uh, seen Molly. it yet, you. And I learned about that in this group. And the movie has to do with faith. And they spoke about faith. And this movie is such an example of faith. And it really kind of connected with me. And I watched that movie, I guess, a few days ago. That's why I sent it. And this is why when you said you and Caleb spoke about God, I was like, whoa, this is something that's now. This is literally days on my plate <laughs> to hear you say that <laughs> and to hear. And Caleb had a really good description as well about uh, she is spiritual. She's, she's religious. She uses that word. And um, so hearing you say what you just said is, wow, it's like, and you're not the only one. It's something weird. I shouldn't say something weird. Um, this may not be, I'm not probably not going to use this on the camera, but okay. Eddie is now religious. I don't know oh. if you remember Eddie. Yeah. Um, uh, there are, there's a few other people who are, and I, I can't remember the name, but there are a few other people who've been, that surprised me that they are connected spiritually in this way. Yeah. And I'm also now counting myself as one of them. So just want to share that. So, beautiful. yeah. That's beautiful, Trevor. I, it's such a sensitive subject, you know. It's such a um, personal and emotional subject that it's one of those subjects that we, we keep under our, in our pockets, right? We just keep close to our heart and we don't typically, you know, show it. And, and it's really beautiful to... Um, to figure out how to embrace these truths that we find that resonate with us. Um, especially, yeah, especially with family and especially with family that's already very religious, you know, that can be, <laughs> that can be tricky. So like, yeah. good for you. It's, it's a beautiful, I think it's, it's like a soft, there's a softening that comes with it. It's like, It's like, you know, something is true, but you ignore it. And when you stop mm -hmm. ignoring it and then you mm. finally embrace it, then there's like a release, like a relief, yes. like, oh, like I can just like allow this now. Like I can just accept this now. Yes. It feels good. Right. It feels like, okay, like this is, this is right. Like, yeah, there's something here for me. Right. <laughs> Yeah, and, and, and actually when you spoke about control, that's why I started to relinquish some of my control because of this, you know. Surrender, yeah. Surrender. When you, when you start to notice that there's a greater power at hand, a greater energy moving around, even just gravity, like acknowledging <laughs> gravity gives you, a, you know, a freedom because you don't have to control staying on the earth. You get to just <laughs> yes, move on it, yes, you know? Yes. <laughs> it's just like Give up control of being supported, of being loved, of being taken care of. When when you 
when you release those controls to God, then suddenly you can just flow in them. Yeah. Right. Yes. Yeah. It's such a, um, cause we think we have to control things. Like we have to do certain things to make certain things happen. And it's just like a constant life is a constant opportunity to trust that you're mm. held, you know? And so this is why I like, um, I, I'm really into uh, yoga as like, I follow a Himalayan yogi, Master Sri Akarshna, and um, it, it, he embraces all, all religious belief systems. It's not, you know, any one system, but, um, but you know, it comes from a um, Hindi uh, tradition because so, it's yoga, right? Hindu and Buddhist um, tradition. Um, and uh, law of attraction is something that we talk about a lot. So like the law of gravity, the laws of physics, mm. um, the law of attraction is the same thing. And, you know, a lot of people are like, oh, that's woo woo. That's like out there. But it's like, no, it's actually, this is how God works. Mm. Like this, these are like mm. the laws of physics. Yeah. Albert Einstein actually talks about this stuff. Um, and there's a quote that I just took a screenshot of um, yesterday. And he said, I have it right here. I know many of you have doubts about the intuitive hints that you get, but it is necessary to trust them. Mm. I would not have been able to discover what I discovered if I had ignored those messages from beyond. Wow. That's Einstein. Wow. <laughs> and he says, and he goes on to say that it's, um, it's, it's physics. It's not, um, okay. Everything is energy and that is all there is. Tune the frequency of real tune to the frequency of reality that you want, and you cannot help but get that reality. It cannot be any other way. That's not philosophy. That's physics. Mm, wow, wow. Oh, that yeah, it's there's something out there that we don't, we can't define, we don't understand, but it's there. The evidence is there, yeah. and um, I see the evidence. There's sometimes there's things that happen like wow. That's no way yeah. that, you know, it's like, and you yeah. deny it. You just say, oh, it's coincidence, you know, yeah. but it's just something else because it seems more intentional than that, you know, especially yeah. when it's like over and over and over mm -hmm. and over. You're like, it's like, um, it's like Groundhog's Day. It's like, when are you going to just accept this? Is yeah. how it is? You know? <laughs> That's kind of how I feel. Like, I feel like I'm going there. Okay, why don't you just get to it and do it as opposed to fighting it every day and make, you know, it's like when I gave up a little bit, it's, as soon as I relinquish some control, like I get a sign that you move forward, yeah. that things that yeah. you don't have, you're not stressed out for one, you know. Mm -hmm. um, yeah, yeah it's, 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 it's crazy. You'll live longer and healthier and happier that way yeah, <laughs> than giving absolutely. it up, right? Yeah. Um, so th that's, I may use have that as a bonus. And I also want to, yeah. I want to talk about the nomad thing more and uh, relationship with money. Um, you said you had um, that going mm -hmm. on as well. And, but we're going to revisit another podcast. Yeah, for sure. <laughs> for sure. For, for sure. sure. Well, when we do the, the conversation that I'll host, I definitely want to talk to you about money and how that, like those developments and like money alignment with um with the integrity of your mission you know because a, a lot of people stress about that right like how, how do i 
how do I do what I'm actually here to do and make money doing it? Like we have this, yes. it's like somebody else makes money doing it, but you don't believe you can make money doing it. You know, right, it's like right. this system, there's like this, this incongruency between what we know we're here for and what we think we have to do to make money. And even if somebody else makes money doing that thing, somehow we don't believe we can do that. Like mm. it's yeah. Anyway. Oh, yeah, I, I love that thing, what you said that, and this is where also with the God thing is that you said that you are con, uh, can do it. That's not your idea. You are can yeah. do it. That's one of the things I've kind of embraced because of this. Like, it's not mine. It's not my idea. Yeah. I'm here being a, a vessel, a message. Mm -hmm. And it's not about me. It's about community, you know? So anyway, yeah. just want to add that. I really loved when yeah. you said that. Yeah. That's beautiful. Yeah. Yeah. And it's like, it's freeing when you, you know, when it's like, oh, I don't have to come up with all the good ideas, mm -hmm. <laughs> you know, mm -hmm. like, I don't know when, when that seahorse wrapped itself around my artwork, three months before it happened, I had a vision of a seahorse wrapped around one of my sculptures. Yeah, you said that. And I had that. never yes, I considered seahorses before. Like I had never thought about them before. And then, and then it happened. And it's like, Thank you, universe. You know, it doesn't happen the way you like when you try to control it, it doesn't happen mm -hmm. that way. Yes. Like it's definitely not gonna happen that way. Yeah. It's gonna happen <laughs> some other way, right? I'm sorry I didn't go into that more actually. We didn't go into the seahorse thing because I really want to kind of talk about my experience. Like I for me seeing that video and also can you send me the video? Absolutely. Okay. Yeah. Send me the video because my experience with seahorses, just so you know, they are magical creatures to me. Yes. <laughs> like they like, honestly, when I saw that video, I forgot that they existed. Oh. When I was younger, they used to have these comic books and you have, you put, make a, a, a sea monkey, they would call it. Yeah. And I put oh, that I in that those. same, yeah. yeah, and I put that in the same category, like seahorses, is that really thing? But you have this little creature that has a head of a horse and a tail of a dragon. And I'm like, whoa, and it's wrapping around, like it's a whole magical thing that was going on. So I really love that. Yeah, yeah. yeah they're the coolest. <laughs> yeah, they're so beautiful. I, and I, it's funny, too, because the universe had been showing me seahorses for years and I didn't pay attention. Like every like there's this place in Norway when I that summer that I was on the boat in Norway. I was there for six months. I was on the boat for about three weeks, but I was in the country for six months on a couple of different residencies. And I kept seeing seahorses on, um, on houses, like a little seahorse ceramic, you know, little, okay. like painted blue. Okay. And I just saw them all over the country. And I was like, that's so weird. Cause like, you don't, I don't think of seahorses as like Arctic fish, you know, yeah, I just yeah. think of them as like Caribbean, <laughs> yeah, fish. Yeah. yeah. but they're in the, the waterways in New York. They're in the waterways of really? the Arctic. Oh yeah. Oh yeah. There's the waterways of New York are actually all salt water. Like the East river is not a river. It's a tidal strait. I heard you yeah. say that. And I was like, well, I don't even know what that is. The tidal strait. <laughs> it, just, it moves, it moves water between the long Island sound, which is, uh... um, Oh. And and the the New York Harbor, which is all Ant um Atlantic Ocean water. Oh, it goes like this. You know, just... oh, it's not coming from the mountains. In other words, it's coming from sea to ocean to. Yeah. Oh, wow! That's thank you for that. And because of the that. shape of Manhattan, it also feeds into the Hudson. So the Hudson, um, even up a few miles north of Manhattan, is mostly seawater. It does have fresh water coming from the mountains, but because of that strong 
ocean movement in the East River that also carries over into the Hudson. So the Hudson oh. is actually all salt water too. Oh yeah, in, in wow. Part, yeah. That's funny. That's I had no idea. This is why you had the go-to <laughs> environmental expert. <laughs> so <laughs> environmental I had no nerds. idea. <laughs> yeah. well. Anyway, V, let me go because uh, I actually have to go record my episode for tomorrow right now. Okay. <laughs> so. I love it. Oh, so man, good to see cool. you. I look forward to Thursday. Yes, absolutely. I'm looking forward to it. Do you want to do it at 2 o'clock still works for you? Yeah, it's perfect. Okay, cool. All right, Vanessa, see you later. Thank you so much. Thank you so much, Trevor. Bye. So that was our bonus clip, our interview with Vanessa Albury. And um, just got some bad news, literally, literally uh, between the time I did the intro and I'm doing uh, this outro, it flashed on my phone that we just lost Sinead O'Connor. And um, it's... So sad when we lose someone. I recently just lost my uncle earlier today. I I watched his funeral as well. Rest in peace, Uncle Cleve. Um, rest in peace, Sinead Akana. And um she I have to I, I didn't even have time to kind of go back and look at the history and her her journey as an artist, but I do remember first of all that wonderful Quantin voice and the the stand that she took the religious stand which is ironic that we just finished this clip and she stood against the church and the pope in that famous saturday night live performance where she i can't remember she ripped it i think she ripped a photo of the pope and she was always active in her beliefs. And um, we were going to take you out on a, a clip from another artist, but I think it's appropriate that we go out with the voice of Sinead O'Connor. So uh, thanks again uh, for listening, Spread Love, Free Market. And uh, here we have Sinead O'Connor. I'll see you all next week. Until the philosophy which holds one race superior and another inferior is finally and permanently discredited and abandoned everywhere is war until there's no longer first-class or second-class citizens of any nation until the color of a man's skin is of no more significance than the color of his eyes i've got to say war that until the basic human rights are equally guaranteed to all without regard to race I say war until that day the dream of lasting peace 
world citizenship and the rule of international morality will remain just a fleeting illusion to be pursued but never attained and everywhere is war until the ignoble and unhappy regime which holds all of us through child abuse yeah child abuse yeah subhuman bondage has been toppled utterly destroyed everywhere is war war in the east war in the west war up north war down south there's war and the rumors of war until that day there is no continent which will know peace children children fight we find it necessary we know we will win we have confidence in the victory of good over evil fight the real enemy